to On the Block with Strick and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back on the block here on a Monday for you. And a reminder, uh, this Friday, we're actually having a grill-off at the ticket. Friday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, prove your Lincoln's best grill master. RSVP to grill and see prizes at theticketfm.com. So if you want to participate, again, theticketfm.com. We made it rather easy to sign up there. Thanks to Coligan Ambition Electric Wing Stop and Canopy Street Market for helping us out with that. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see if, if Sip, who is our... Who is our uh, guest right now steven simple of on three now uh are you going to to stick around of course your show ends at eight are you going to go out there and, and grill and, and get some stuff to eat out there yeah where's that gonna be i think it's just at our uh i think it's just at our in our parking lot so you don't have to go very far you might have to maneuver some grills out of the way to get get backed out of here yeah that's interesting i wonder like they'd be growing breakfast breakfast food Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, I think this is a. Uh, you know, I think a DP's kind of gotten this uh, thing rolling. So uh, I'm gonna have to ask him kind of what it's all about. I'm gonna skip breakfast probably that day and just come on down to the ticket. Probably a good idea. <laughs> what you got on your mind today, Bob? Oh, well, there's a few different things. Uh, mostly uh, Husker recruiting. Uh, Nebraska landing Brock Knutson, and uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting get because it's the fourth Nebraska kid in the 2023 class and third offensive lineman um, in that class. Uh, we talk a lot about Mickey Joseph and how good he's doing. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, how about Donovan Riola? Yeah, it's kind of destroying the narrative that Frost doesn't do a good job in the state, isn't it? Um, it is. I, I, he's always done a good job in the state. That's one of the weirdest narratives ever. I mean, he lost those guys at the top end last year. But if you look at his tenure, it, I mean, they've really recruited well in state. So this isn't not this isn't necessarily a surprise now. Uh, yeah, getting Newton's big uh, for sure. I mean, you want, I mean, come on, man. They built that program. Uh, a lot of it was due to getting in state linemen, getting kids from the Midwest to play on the offensive line. So locking, locking him down, it was a surprise a little bit. I mean, I, I got to think that must have been, hey, he liked what he saw here. No reason to go to visit Iowa State or wherever if you know you're going to Nebraska, so let's just get this done. That's kind of the feeling I got without reading. I haven't read anything yet. I've been, I'm working on a story on Casey Thompson. Um, so I don't know exactly what went into it. Do it. I know I'm very familiar with Newton. Um, but yeah, that, this one, this one was a little bit of a surprise as to the timing box. Yeah, I, I kind of thought so too. Um, what did you kind of take away from the the Friday Night Lights? I know you had an opportunity to talk with some of the special teams guys of the past too. Yeah, um, I thought the weekend was at Memorial Stadium was really strong. I mean, I thought Bach. I mean, I, I kind of have a vision in my head of the way a big time program, you know, a prestigious blue blood program. I think everybody has sort of a vision in their mind of the way they want it to look, even in a, even in settings like that. And it was impressive. I mean, Friday Night Lights, hey, now you're not going to get the kind of talent you did 
you know, you know, I don't know what year it was when Micah Parsons came through, but it was a few years ago, and the landscape has changed a lot. The recruiting landscape has changed a lot. Early signing period, you know, kids are going to satellite camps, so you might, you know, you might not get the, as many four and five star kids as you did a few years ago at a Friday Night Lights. Because, Bach, think about it. A kid might just say, why would I go work out for one staff when I can go to Kennesaw State and work out for 60 staff, you know? So that's, that's, that's changed things. I will tell you this, though. What was striking to me was the talent on hand at the seven-on-seven the seven-on-seven event that, that Nebraska held on Sunday. There was some legitimate big-time talent there, you know, most notably Malachi Coleman. Um, so that was that was actually – Sunday was more interesting to me than Friday. Hmm. Do you do you think Malachi Coleman is being recruited just kind of as an athlete at Nebraska? Or is he a wide receiver? I, mean, I know there's some uh, – there's some defense – you know, he could help on defense too. Oh, Bach, there's a discussion about that. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I really land hard in the in the on the side of he's a receiver. That I think I think he should be on offense. Now, Jay Foreman talked about that this morning. DP talked about it, and they make good points. I mean, in in some people say, and I. Jay, Jay basically said that receivers are kind of a dime a dozen. Yes, no. I mean, I'll tell you what's not a dime a dozen. Those guys are six five and one one ninety. And then when he plays, if he's a receiver, he'll be six five, two hundred, two oh five. Those aren't a dime a dozen. Um, I I don't I don't. Hey, Bach. I don't. I think it comes down to this for me. I don't know if I want to see him with 60 pounds added to him. You know, I like the way that looks right now. Um, 70 pounds added to it. Now, maybe that would look really good, but I think there's some risk there. Um, I get it, though. Okay, so in seven-on-seven, he played in it. He was on his official visit box, went home and changed clothes, and played in (laughs) seven-on-seven. That's awesome. And they play a little defense in seven-on-seven. You know, they, they cover, and... He was. It was interesting watching him cover. Um, it was interesting watching him at the line of scrimmage when he get those big hands and big mm. arms out on a guy. You know, it makes it tough to get off the line of scrimmage when you have a six foot five guy who's strong and, and agile in front of you. So I understand that. I understand that defensive discussion, but I also understand what it looks like, what it's looked like around here when Texas came into town and brought those receivers off the bus. And what that looked like, or what what USC looked like getting off the bus oh, with yeah. their receivers, it'd be nice if Nebraska had a few of those guys. Yeah, and then it's it's interesting too, kind of with the the new offense and what they're going with moving forward. Do you expect to see? Uh, I know Casey Thompson said as much that you know he kind of likes the fact that Mark Whipple likes to fling it around. Do you expect to see a, a, a significant uh, jump in passing attempts this year from your quarterback? Uh, not necessarily. I, Hey, Bach, now there's a great question, and I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> it's an interesting question because I know they like those running backs over there. Uh-huh. I know it. They, coaches. They meaning coaches. 
I think they feel really good about that stable. Really good. Uh, I just saw Jacques Yant today. I'm going to tell you something now. Anybody's worried about him not being in shape? I wouldn't worry about that for a second. Gabe Irvin's back and ready to roll. I mean, I would not rule out Gabe Irvin being the starter when all is said. I wouldn't rule it out at all. That, but, but you know, right now, if I'm handicapping, I'm putting Anthony Grant at, on the one line. Um, but And then, listen, now you don't forget about Ramirez Johnson here. I mean, now I, I know what they're doing, though. It's interesting. They, they've moved Ramirez into the slot a little bit. He's playing some slot receiver. Um that don't that doesn't mean that he's not in the plan. He better be in the plan. I mean, he's one of the be- he's one of the better players on the team, offensive players on the team. See what I'm saying though? Yeah. I mean, they like they like Grant, they like Yan, they like Ramir. They know they got. I mean, they know Irvin's come. Gabe Irvin. I mean, he was a, he was he was on the one line last year. Now he's back. Feels good. So I don't know. I, I I'm I don't know what we're gonna see. I, I I guess the best answer is a healthy balance is what you hope. Yeah, it's it's it, it's fascinating, and of course, a lot of it probably depends on what the offensive line strength is. It can it run block better or pass protect better? Yeah. Because I mean, as, as those other positions seem to be stocked, but you, you know, it all starts with that line up front. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is this idea. The SEC, of course, we've been kind of throwing out these different models and in pods or whatever. If we break up the divisions in college football, and I know you and I both like divisions, but it looks like it's going to be a thing of the past. Um, one idea that the SEC has kind of thrown out there um, is similar. To to the three-five-five model, where you play three teams um, every year, and then you play five on on a rotational basis. Um, but the SEC is basically thinking about maybe doing a one-seven model if they play eight conference games, and you know do the same thing. But you'd only have one team that you play year in and year out. Obviously, that causes problems when you think about you know like a Michigan that plays Michigan State and Ohio State. Those are games that seemingly have to happen. But at the same time, it would focus in your attention on who your rival is. Do you think that that's a, a, a way to go for some of these conferences to to get to be, play everybody? Bach, I, I mean, you make a good point. My my first okay, I don't like to be the guy that shoots every idea down. I'm not shooting it down. My immediate concern is, what? What are you limited to one rival? I mean, yeah. I I mean, I don't like if you if you take Nebraska out of the discussion. Think about Iowa. You know, Iowa doesn't just have one rival in the league. I mean, the Iowa, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin are hot rivalries. So you're eliminating one of those. I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, was, I mean, put Wisconsin in that conversation. Do you know, you know how, how much that Wisconsin Minnesota rivalry means in the Big Ten. I mean, it, it goes back. <laughs> It goes back a long, long way, and it, that, I've watched that game the last few years, and for Paul Bunyan's acts and what that and what they do after that game and how much it means. And Wisconsin Iowa is a huge is a big rivalry. I, I don't know, Bach. That's surprise. That's sort of surprising to me that they anybody would do that. I wouldn't. I I, I would not. My first reaction is, man. So Nebraska's rivals just Iowa and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Sip, real quick, man, uh, before we let you go, this um, 
there's been some changes the NCAA has made that is allowing now basketball. Um, well, I know basketball. I'm sure probably other sports as well, but definitely allowing uh, more than just the bench coaches to be able to be a part of uh, the coaching process now. And 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 I don't know if it's extended to recruiting. I have to look deeper into that. But do you think that's something that that would be better for the game, allowing more coaches to be able to touch the players? Um, yeah. Than, than than in the past where it was so limited. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't understand that limitation. Never mm. really have. Don't, don't. Never really understood it in football. If you can, I, I don't know why. I mean, Strick, you would probably be a better authority on this than me. But I think that the layman's reaction, most laymen like me, would say, why limit the amount of coaching a player can receive? I mean, I know that there's. There can be abuses, but that strikes me as something that you shouldn't worry about too much. Now, not in basketball. Okay, in football, I understand that some schools can have an unfair advantage in how many, in how many assist quote unquote assistants they can trot out there on a football field to coach a hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty, hundred and seventy players, and you need a lot and. And, you know, the Alabamas, oh, I don't know, the SEC in general might take advantage of that. But basketball, I mean, let's put it this way. In basketball, you can control that. I mean, if, 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 I mean, a compliance department can go to a basketball practice and see if there's anything untoward going on. They can do that in football, too. But in basketball, it'd be really easy to spot. So I, I don't know. I, 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 I would be all for lifting any restrictions in that regard. He is Steve Simple of On3. Real quick, uh, tell us about uh, what, what you guys got going on over there on On3. I know you've got a pretty good deal right now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's one right now, guys. It's, you, can, you can subscribe to On3 for a year. A year subscription only costs a dollar. Uh, and, and, you know, that's just – it's not going to – that won't last forever, obviously, but – it's a really, it's a really good deal. Um, the, you know, the staff is working super hard. It's a huge weekend. The staff worked incredibly hard on that, on the recruiting front. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I think it's a steal. Uh, I mean, I'm not a salesman, but man, if, especially if you're interested in recruiting, but not just recruiting and not just football recruiting, Robin Washington obviously does an incredible job covering the basketball team. I'll pitch in when I can. Columns wrote about what Bill Bush did with the special teams camp over the weekend, just interviewed Casey Thompson um, a little bit ago. I'm writing about that. So, yeah, there's big things coming. Yeah, yeah, there we go. He's Steve Simple now of On3 and, of course, of Early Break on 93.7 The Ticket. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, there he goes. And, uh, yeah, not – there's not much you can get for a dollar these days, so that's definitely a pretty good deal uh, to think about. And uh, we actually have a pretty good deal coming up for you, too. You have $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings to one lucky participant out there, whether you call in and win or whether it's the third caller, because Strick plays on behalf of the people, as as this is a show for the people, by the way. Uh, but in any case, a Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. First person to call in will have a chance at $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strick in a shootout. It's Shootout with Strick coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket.